Hey everyone and welcome to Radically Normal. This is Michael and I'm here with Andre and on today's episode we'll be finishing up the book of Exodus by chatting about Exodus 35 through 40. We hope you enjoy the conversation. What's up guys? Coming to you live from the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> oh We're watching gosh. Alabama and Cincinnati. Go ahead for an instant classic. We'll All right. keep so we're recording so we're recording at the beginning of the game what is your prediction for the game isn't the spread like minus 13 and a half or something i'm not sure but i can check it really quick so what's your what would your projected spread be oh i definitely think that um bama's gonna win yeah yeah. it's minus 13 um i think bama gets at least 38 cincinnati maybe gets 21, 24. So they cover. I think Bama covers. Yeah, let's do a 38, 24. All right. I'll go 41, 21. And I think Bama also covers. The only question is if the Bama that shows up is going to be the Bama that showed up against Georgia earlier, or if it's going to be the Bama that shows up, that showed up against like Auburn or LSU. But this will come out because. I hope you guys are ready for this four-hour coverage of the game. We're getting to the. This is not going to be four-hour coverage of the game. Oh, we're getting to the coin toss, guys. So putting your back right. to the cross. Until until we get a score, let's get through the chapters, and then we'll see where we're at in terms of the spread again. So last week we talked about Exodus 32 through 34. We had the golden calf and uh, incident where Israel sinned. And then Moses interceded for them uh, before the Lord. And then he saw God's glory. He got new tablets in 34 and the covenant was renewed. Uh, And then now we get to chapter 35. Sweet. So just jumping right in. So I guess just to preface everything, Michael and I can try to get through this pretty quickly. Hopefully like a 15 to 20 minute episode. Uh, Not as long. So uh, what we're going to see is a lot of the instructions that um, we've been seeing for the construction of the tabernacle, um, the building of things like uh, the basin, for example, the the different instruments for the sacrifices, as well as, you know, the making of the garments. Now this is um, closing out the chapter from, or the book, um, specifically chapters 35 through 39 is actually those instructions being um, actually carried out. So starting in verse one of 35, we see the Sabbath regulation. So um, just to kick off, you know, we see again, the importance of the Sabbath. So they're to work for six days and then rest on the seventh. And then we get into contributions for the tabernacle in verse four. And I think that the key thing here is that um, the people came forward and made contributions. They collected all the things that they needed. Um, that we've seen in the instructions that were going to be necessary, the things for the linens, um, the gold, the silver, the bronze, to to build all of the the different things as they were laid out um, in the previous chapters. And then we see again in verse 10, moving forward, we see that there are skillful skillful craftsmen. Um, The Lord has, you know, given them these skills as we had seen um, in the previous weeks that we, we had talked about. And then um, you know, one last key thing that I thought was really cool was that um, actually um, in this collection of, of contributions um, for the tabernacle, um, we see that they collect, you know, an abundance of gold and silver and bronze. Um, and so we see that, you know, this offering that's being um, brought uh, for Yahweh is different than um, the offerings 
before, you know, the bad offering that, that Michael talked about with the golden calf, the corrupted offering, this is a good offering. It's, it's abundant. Um, and there is an, you know, overabundance of, of gifts and contributions that are, that are brought forward to build the tabernacle. That's really good. And like Andre said, it begins with the Sabbath. And that's interesting because if you go before the golden calf incident to the end of chapter 31, it ends with Sabbath commands. And so it's as if the Lord's commands are continuing to Israel. And despite the golden calf sin, they didn't thwart God's plan of dwelling against his people. So uh, the Sabbath thing continues from chapter 31. It's no accident that it's right here. And then uh, what's interesting is like Andre said, we're going to kind of do an overview because it's as though they're stepping into the instructions we already covered in depth in two episodes. Uh, first Exodus 25 through 27, then Exodus 28 through 31, which is why uh, it's so significant. Like Andre said that we see extreme generosity. So at the end of chapter 35, we see Bezalel and Aholiab uh, called again to be basically like leaders of this. They were given the spirit in a special way to craft and to design. And then going, getting into chapter 36, we see that the people keep bringing these free will offerings every morning again and again and again and again. And it's like in Psalm 110, where the people offer themselves freely before the Lord, the people that we today are meant to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, as Paul says in Romans 12. And so the people, verse five of chapter 36, bring much more than enough than is needed for the work that's commanded them to do. And I just, before I kick it back to Andre, I just want to share this one quote from Tim Chester. The book of Exodus began with the Israelites slaving on the building projects of Pharaoh. It ends in chapters 35 through 40 with them working on another project, the building of God's tabernacle, end quote. And so we see that they're still working, but for a much different purpose. That's, that's really good. And that kind of gets us to uh, verse eight, um, where we see first, you know, the, the, they, they're going to make the curtains um, and we see how they do it. They follow the instructions that we'd already um, talked about um, two episodes ago. And we see, um, you know, just to remind, you know, what's the importance of these curtains. It's to um, be a barrier between the holy place and the most holy place. Um, so we see, you know, why that's important, how they're going to how they're going to make it, um, you know, making the curtains out of those fine linens. You know, it talks about the goat hair that they're going to use. Um, they're going to follow these instructions down to a T make the different class of bronze and, and gold, you know, hold these upright. Um, and we, we really get to see how they're going to, to make um, what is to surround the tabernacle here. So from the framing to the curtains, um, to everything in it. And, you know, just, you know, another thing that, that we had talked about is, is how important it is, um, you know, the dimensions, um, the shape of the tabernacle um, and all those things and, and how it, um, you know, plays into, um, you know, the thematic um, perfection of it. And so that's kind of what we see through the end of 36 is the building of those curtains um, and that veil that's going to cover um, the most holy place. Yeah. And I loved our conversation both in the episode on the holy priest or the high priest garments and how that had connections in, in color and in material to the tabernacle. We kind of made a connection there, or you did, I think. And then, so that's kind of closing out, like in verse 35 of chapter 26, he made the veil of blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen with cherubim skillfully worked into it. He made it. So it's like the cherubim are on the outside guarding the entrance to the holy place, just like they guard the presence or the presence of God in the midst of Eden when the people are kicked out, when Adam and Eve are kicked out in Genesis three. 
And then so we get into chapter 37, where we see that the ark is made and that the mercy seat is made and the cherubim are on the, on the opposite sides of the mercy seat. And then verse nine, the cherubim spread out their wings above overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings. And so at the end, it says that the, the fate, their faces are facing the mercy seat. So like I said, in, in the, that episode on chapters 25 through 27, it's as though the cherubim are gazing at the mercy seat. So the sacrifice and the atoning work and the glory of God that will be present there. That's the focus, not anything about the cherubim or other heavenly creatures, but the atoning work in God's presence. And then we kind of move through chapter 37, where we see things we've already seen instructions for all these things, the making of the table, and then the lampstand that's almost like a new tree of life, and it's constructed of gold, and it's like a new tree of life is in there amidst symbolizing Eden once again. Yeah, and then just, you know, wrapping up uh, chapter 37, you know, like I said, we want to get through this pretty quick. Um, but now, as Michael mentioned, we've seen them make the table, and that is going to be where they um, you know, prepare the different offerings, have the different utensils as we talked about. Um, and then, you know, I won't say anything else about, about the lampstand, but then closing it off, um, they make, um, the altar of incense starting in verse, uh, 25. Um, so we see that again, as you know, the common theme, they're building this, they're constructing this, um, via the instructions we've already talked about, um, and then at the end in verse 29, we also see that they make the holy anointing oil, which um, we, we saw the um, instructions for the recipe for that as well. And so this is what is going to um, produce that, um, that fragrance that is going to be pleasing to the Lord. It's going to be um, what is used for a lot of the, um, the consecration of, of the priests and the utensils and all the things to prepare everything for, um, for offerings and to prepare everything um, you know, in, in, in the case of, of Aaron and his sons, um, to become, you know, fit for that, um, for, for service of, you know, via, um, the ceremony, which we already discussed for the priests, then moving over to chapter 38. Um, if you have nothing else from chapter 37, Michael. Yeah, but hold on. So verse 38 or chapter 38, verse one, he made the altar of burnt offering of acacia wood. Do you remember what you told the people about acacia wood? Oh yeah. So same stuff about acacia wood. <laughs> Jumping in with 38, you know, it's nice, nice wood. I forgot all the properties I looked up and all that, but something like it couldn't be scratched though, right? There's something about that. Yeah, it's like harder to scratch and all that. So it kind of fits the theme of, of everything we're seeing. So the the fine wood and, and the gold, um, you're going to see more of that the closer you get into um, uh, the the closer you get to the, the most holy place. And then, you know, as you go out, you see more of the bronze and um, just more loosely with, with curtains holding everything up and all. Uh, so we see that um, the making of the altar um, and starting in verse one, like Michael said, we see the acacia wood. Um, and then here um, we see the altar is it, um, in verse one, towards the end, it was a square three cubits, um, three cubits was its height and made the horns for it on its corners. Um, so, you know, as we talked about, um, with the different, um, you know, poles and things that are supposed to, to hold, to be used to hold this up. Um, so we see all of that continue on. And then there's a small tidbit about the making of the bronze basin in verse eight, um, which is to be you know, where they're to wash. And then I'll hand it back over to you in, in, in uh, verse nine. 
Yeah, so there. Then we make the the cord. I'm pretty sure Andre asked me something about the construction of the the poles and and the the spatial reckonings of the of the courtyard. And so that was in that episode earlier. And then so they basically hang hang up the linen, and uh, there's all these different sides, and it's like 75 feet by 150 feet. I think I could be misremembering what I said. And then we get at verse 21 is actually of significant interest to me. So under materials of the tabernacle and ESV. It says these are the records of the tabernacle. It's kind of a weird little input. It's not about their obedience. It's just a little injection saying these are the records of how we constructed and how we built God's dwelling place at the commandment of Moses, it tells us. And then so it goes back to Bezalel and Aholiab and what they were supposed to do. And that wraps up chapter 38. But to get just to start us off in 39 before Andre makes any textual comments of his own. If you read 39, you notice over and over and over, it says, as the Lord had commanded Moses, we see this in verses 1, 5, 7, 21, 26, 29, 31, 32, 42, 43. And so the recurring theme of 39 and going into 40 even is that they are doing it exactly as the Lord has commanded Moses. The, the um, emphasis is their obedience, which is a direct contrast to how they were not doing things that the Lord had commanded Moses in the previous chapters we covered last week. Yeah, so I guess from this chapter, I think that one thing that might be interesting, I'm not even sure if you have the answer to this, uh, might be putting you on the spot, but um, I guess just in terms of order of events between, you know, the instructions were kind of broken up with, um, you know, the discussion of the golden calf, right? And now we're, we're seeing in, in the previous few chapters, um, a discussion of those instructions being carried out. And so, you know, looking, for example, to, to verse 27, we see that, um, the garments that they're making are still to be for Aaron and his sons. We really didn't get any, any closure on, on the calf in that incident. Um, so is this, you know, before the golden calf after did, did that actually take place right in, in between, um, the giving of instructions and the carrying out, or I, I guess just in terms of what so, that is interesting. It's, and, uh, I do think we get closure because I think that chapter 32, where Moses intercedes successfully, the Lord relents his wrath. And then chapter 34 at the end that we talked about last week, we see that God renewed the covenant. And so to, I think to me, the fact that God renewed the covenant and gave this a, a second 10 commandments, like new tablets shows that he was back into restored relationship with Israel. So I think that that's the closure that we get. And I actually want, it's interesting that you said that, that those chapters were in between the instructions and the construction. And I think that's important because a lot of commentaries you buy in Exodus, not all of them, uh, two of the, the four that I have, two of the four commentaries I have on Exodus, um, the, the commentators com, com, like they do their commentating on, uh, 25 through 31 and, and 35 through 37 at the same time. And then, so 32 through 34, like closes out the book or they go back to chapter 40 at the end. Um, but they do them at the same time. And I think it's significant that we read it chronologically. This did happen after the sin. And that this is showing that, hey, the people have been restored to right fellowship with God. He is going to dwell amongst them. And so, yeah, it is kind of debated and it's grouped weirdly in a lot of commentaries. But I think we get closure and I think that this does happen after. The more interesting, the, the question that's just as interesting, though, is the things that are constructed in 35 through 39 are constructed in a different order than the instructions are given in 25 through 31. So some people wonder why some of the stuff is actually out of order. Um, but we, I don't think we have a good answer to that. So I don't know if that helped at all. Helpful. Just add some, some, a little bit of context. And I think that, um, 
you know, the point about the renewal of the covenant is, is really good and, and key. Um, also just wanted to point out for all of our, our listeners, when Michael says most, he really means something around 50%. 50% of what? You said two out of four commentaries. Oh yeah. It's because I was thinking that it was originally two out of three and then I realized I had four and then it was half of those, but I was thinking two out of three, my bad. <laughs> but, you know, just to, you know, get through chapter 39. So we see that they do um, make the priestly garments. So they follow the different um, color and different color schemes. And as well as uh, making the breastplate out of gold, uh, the different engravings. And, and by the end of the chapter, skipping ahead to verse 42, we see that um, it says that according to all that the Lord had commanded Moses, so the people of Israel had done all the work. So they complete all of the instructions. They constructed everything as the Lord had instructed them. And then in verse 43, we see, and Moses saw all the work and behold, they had done it as the Lord had commanded. So they had done it. And then Moses blessed them. So we see um, kind of interesting. So it starts with um, discussion on the Sabbath and then, you know, ends They're They're going to, we see kind of this, this verbiage of um, now they're examining all the work. Um, Moses is, you know, he's proud of what they'd done. Um, of all the good work they've done of, of following the Lord's commands. Um, and then Moses blesses them and, and all the things that they had done. Yeah, it's really good. So getting in chapter 40, the, the, the newest or the only new chapter in terms of just direct content, we get this entire episode it says the tabernacle erected. And so in verse two, it tells us that we're in the first day uh, or the Lord says on the first day of the first month, you shall erect the tabernacle and you shall put it in the ark of the testimony and you shall screen the ark with the veil. So the veil is what we talked about with the cherubim woven into it that separates the most holy place. And so back in Exodus 12, when they were coming out of Egypt, that was the first month of the first year. That's when God like basically gave them a calendar, said that's the first month of your first year. Chapter 16, it was then the second month in verse one. Chapter 19, verse one, it was now the middle of the third month. I think it says something like it's the 15th day or, or it gives us a hint as to the moons and it tells us it's the third month. Now in chapter 40, it's the start of the second year, the first day of the first month of the second year. So it's been about a year from chapter 12. And then when we get to numbers one, it's going to be a month later from right now. It's going to be the second month of the second year. So it's as if Leviticus is all contained within that month between right now and the beginning of the book of Numbers. And then it's also the second year, second month when they depart from Mount Sinai in Numbers chapter 10. And so that's just kind of refocusing the dates here for us. So um, they're at Mount Sinai. So right now, it's been a year since to Exodus 12, and it's been about nine months at Mount Sinai. And so it's been six to nine months constructing the tabernacle, uh, most scholars uh, think potentially. So just so you know, we did it in a few episodes, but it probably took quite a while to do all of this work. After, you know, they put all the pieces together in verse nine, we see that they're going to take the anointing oil and they're going to anoint the tabernacle and all that is in it um, to make everything holy. So this is a key part because, uh, you know, we've seen talk of, of this oil that's going to be used um, to consecrate everything. And, and it's going to be used to anoint the tabernacle, to make it holy, to make it fit for Yahweh. And then also for Aaron and his sons. So we see that Aaron is going to put on the holy garments in verse 13 and also be anointed so that he may serve um, the Lord and his sons are to help him in serving the Lord as priests. And they are to be anointed. And we see that um, they're going to be a perpetual priesthood throughout their generations. So we see that after they build the tabernacle, after 
Um, Moses sees that they have finished all the different pieces and followed all the instructions, and he blesses everything. We see that now they put it all together, um, and they now are going to anoint it, anoint Aaron and his sons. And what's interesting is, and this is kind of to jump ahead, but in verse 35, Moses can't enter it, enter the tabernacle because the cloud's there. But in Leviticus, we see the ordination and the consecration of the priests so that they can go in. So it's almost like the parts of Leviticus are solving that issue. But yeah, so like Andre said, there's a perpetual priesthood. And then in verse 16 and 17, kind of what I already covered about the dates, but we're in the second year, first month, first day. And the tabernacle is erected. And then in verse 20, they take the testimony and put it into the ark and put the poles on the ark and set the mercy seat above the ark. So now they've not just built it. And so they've taken the instructions of 25 to 31. They've constructed it in 36 through 39. Now they're actually like putting it into action. It's all coming together as the tabernacle is actually lifted up so they can enjoy God's presence. And then so that carries us 21 all the way through 33. The tabernacle has already been made, but now it's all put together. Verse 33 the court is erected around the holy place and the most holy place. And it says at the end of verse 33, Moses finished the work. And so it's not just built, but it's actually constructed and ready for God to dwell with them, which we're about to see in the next few verses. Yeah, so that's exactly what we see. So in, in verse 35, you know, Michael already mentioned a bit about Moses not being able to enter the tent because the cloud had to hold on it. But we see at the end of that verse, that the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. So what they've been working towards to be able to be in the presence of Yahweh is now, you know, taken um, into effect. So we, we see that they finished the work and now the presence of the Lord um, is dwelling with them in the tabernacle. And, and then, you know, lastly, we see the, a discussion of, um, you know, the Lord's presence was evident by this cloud um, and by the fire um, at night. Um, so the people knew that the Lord was in their presence and, you know, they understood the significance of all the work that they had done. And now um, they got to enjoy and rejoice in that uh, the Lord's presence was now with them. Yeah. And this is the goal. That's key that they can rejoice that the Lord is present with them because that's the goal of the entire book of Exodus. That God takes them out of Egypt so that they can serve him. So that he takes Israel out of Egypt so that they can serve and worship him and so that he can dwell amongst them. And so the goal of Exodus is this presence of God in the midst of his people. And then it tells us to conclude the chapter that basically when the cloud was taken up, Israel would departed and moved. And when the cloud was not, they would remain in one place. And uh, Rob Snyder, who we had on this podcast uh, last year to talk about Genesis, he said before that Gen X, he said before that Exodus is God getting Israel out of Egypt and Leviticus is God getting Egypt out of Israel because Leviticus is about the holiness of the people and him removing the stains of sin from amongst them. And so this leads into, into the next chapter, or sorry, into the chapter one of Leviticus, where the question is, how can a holy God dwell amongst a sinful people? And that's the answer we see in the next book. But this concludes the journey through Exodus, all 40 chapters. Awesome, dude. So I hope you guys enjoy the discussion and join us back next week for Leviticus chapter one. <laughs> that would be fun leviticus is a good book yeah, Underrated. A, a good good season um lots of chapters but we covered a lot of them in some longer episodes yeah hope you guys enjoyed the whole season though and as well as interviews yeah thanks for joining us and we will be back with some updates soon about what's to come in the future of the podcast but thanks for joining us through all 40 chapters our longest book we had a great time chatting through it and we hope you have a great week 